Welcome to Elevate with V, a nurturing and collaborative community with the mission of empowering you to overcome challenges and to live your most extraordinary life. I'm your host, V, and through my own healing and transformational journey, I've encountered a wide variety of healers who have all in their own way shared one universal message, that every storm has a silver lining. Join me in each episode as I engage in meaningful conversations to empower us to transform our darkness into purposeful light. On this podcast, we elevate. So let us journey together and be lifted up to our greatest potential. Welcome, everyone, to Elevate with V. I'm so excited to be here with everyone. So this podcast was inspired by my own journey and as a way to express gratitude to all those beautiful people that have helped and supported me navigate some of my most challenging times. And I would love to share who they are and their amazing gifts with all of you. I can't wait to introduce my guest today. I know her as Sam, but she's known as Phoenix. She is an author editor, co-creative brand design strategist, mommy, and devoted partner. These are just a few of the many hats that Phoenix Rising wears, but none more honorable than the work of collective healing through inspiration. A native of the nation's capital, Phoenix has also spent the last several years connecting with people across the globe to offer a sound intuitive voice through the gift of energy and oracle readings. Welcome, welcome, Phoenix. Thank you. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for this episode. I'm like, this is a treat for me. I think, uh, and we'll get into it, but just the way we met, even that, just seeing you do this is like incredibly um, just encouraging. Like you've definitely inspired me. Oh, for sure. So yeah. Much. Yeah. Um, so I do want to share really quickly how she and I met. I actually met her through a Facebook Live, and I followed her from there, I think first to her YouTube and then to her Instagram channel. And we've been connected through, I think, 2021, sometime in 2021. Yeah. Yep. I just like, I love, love, love your energy, your vibe, Aww. your honesty. Like you always tell it like it is. And thank you. Um, for me, it's really important also that you're just so authentic and sharing your healing journey and the lessons that you've learned. And you love to like share that openly with people. And obviously you have so many gifts, including being a powerful and gifted intuitive reader. And I know you are up to so many wonderful things. And and we are going to find out more about them today. So welcome again. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> I love it. So, you know, the show is really all about healing journeys. And I know that you've been through your own healing journey. So I would love if you're, uh, you know, wanting to share with all of us, you know, what event or events kind of led you into stepping into your healing journey. I would love to. I mean, I, it's so funny. I don't know. For me, body language is a thing, right? Voice inflection. I actually majored in communication uh, for my undergraduate degree. And one of the things we learned um, is about nonverbal cues and just like breath, like when you're communicating, how does the body respond? And if you noticed, I kind of took a little bit of a deep sigh when you asked that question. 
Um, and the reason I say that is because, you know, part of my healing journey has been this realization that it doesn't actually ever end, in my opinion, because I don't know everything. But um, from my experience, this is just an ongoing journey and there's no pinnacle, right? There's no like I've arrived. Um, so when you ask that question, I, I noticed that my body still responds um, to some of the trauma. And I immediately think of that entry wound. Um, so, you know, a lot of the content that I share, a lot of the um, work that I try to produce is not geared towards any one group of people. Um, I know that I'm a woman, right? So I know a, a lot of women do identify with my story um, and some of the experiences that I've shared. Um, but then you have a lot of guys who also um, reach out occasionally and they just have questions about, you know, spirituality or awakening or, you know, they need a reading. And that's so beautiful to see. In my opinion, it is indicative of like this collective um, ascension in consciousness that's kind of like, uh, it's it's inevitable. Everyone's kind of filling it out and finding out that there if there's something missing, let me go search for that. And so that's kind of how I um, began my journey was I went through, you know, different trauma points. Um, but I think the most significant was, you know, issues of the heart. Um, if I could just give you a quick backgrounder and I love to talk, I'm not shy about it. Uh, but I'll, I'll try to condense this story, but I, um, you know, even as I begin to tell this story again, my body's responding, which is like, it, it just shows you like we each have different levels of ascension and healing um, that we course through. But as a little girl was, you know, that was my entry wound. I was four years old when my father and my mom decided to divorce. Um, I grew up in a middle class family, blue collar. My dad was a cop. Actually, he's retired. Um, he was also um, in the Army and the Air Force. So yeah, three different things going on. So that kind of gives you a picture of how um, busy he would have been. But hardworking man um, from Mississippi, raised in the 50s. So you can imagine kind of some of his trauma and what he experienced and how that might have influenced his parenting style. Um, you know, my dad, he always sort of made his presence known. He was always there physically, but emotionally there were things that he just wasn't able to provide. Um, and I find that as I grow in my journey, I'm having to make room or make like, you know, mental accommodations for that because I realize he's a human being too. But it it's still, it doesn't mean that your response to that trauma disappears, right? You just kind of figure out how to get through it and how to move through it. And so I find my, found myself trying to figure out what love actually was. What does it feel like? What does that mean? Um, because it, from my vantage point, having grown up in a broken home and seeing my parents, um, you know, fight, witnessing things like that, it's it shapes your perception of love and relationships. So I found myself, you know, dating people that really kind of energetically mirrored my father. And we all hear that, you know, you marry your dad, um, you know, women with daddy issues. And it, it, there's this whole conversation around toxicity and relationships and everybody's pointing the finger 
but very few people stop to kind of revel in, well, what is what is the root cause, right? What it, what are the limitations within us as people that don't allow us to see others as human and infallible? So it was kind of a two-edged sword for me, having been having been deeply rooted in religion. I was a devout Christian as well. Um, so you know, I carried some sense of I want to say I was more reserved in my healing journey. I didn't really share a lot. So it's just amazing to be here on this platform talking to you about this because there was a time where you couldn't pay me to say anything about my experiences or even take a full body picture. I just wasn't, I was on social media, but I wasn't as um, how you put it, kind of open and authentic. I I was just trying to make it through. Um, And so just learning how to discover myself again through that type of trauma was a big, big thing for me. And I think over the last, I want to say five years, it's been a very intense journey that really has forced me to mature and grow as a person. That maturation process is what I wrote about, um, which is how you found me, believe it or not, because after kind of going through this inner child healing, um, you know, dealing with the relationship with my father and I, um, you know, hurtful situations and relationships with men, going through those things built my content. So when you stumbled upon me, I kind of already gone through that, what we call dark night of the soul, um, which is how I got into um, spirituality apart from religion. And then later on, tarot cards, oracle cards, and crystals, and, and all the things that people, some people within the religious sector think are taboo, but um, hopefully that answers your question. I can be long-winded. Like I told you, I like to talk, so but hopefully I gave you a little bit to chew on there. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much for sharing. And, you know, I think the balance is always about how deep is someone going to share into like what actually happened? Because sometimes it's almost like reliving that trauma. And mm-hmm. depending on where you are in your journey, it's almost like, you know, that's not always comfortable, right? For someone, it's like you said, it's so many layers. And and it's almost like, you know, just when you think that you've done all this work on something, and then suddenly it hits you from a different angle. Like a few months later, you're like, wait a second, I thought I did all this healing work. Where did this come from? Listen, (laughs) that is the realest thing. I literally, I think two weeks ago, I was like, what? (laughs) Because I'm pretty sure, like, I've been here before. What is going on? And then you start wondering, well, what's going on with the moon? Is it planets? And sometimes it's just that, you know, I think the great spirit is is beckoning us to another level of, like, you know, consciousness. It's not even an achievement, per se. It's more so, like, what level is required for this point in my life? And I had to shed a lot of things. I had to walk away from people and it hurt, Um, but I'm better for it. And I think, you know, when we manage those things well, we grow well. And I'm proud to say I'm not there yet. I'm not. And that's just being real. Like my my partner, Christopher, you know him as Traveling Bear. Um, I look at this guy like clockwork every day, meditates every day works out every day. He doesn't eat meat. He's just consistent. Um, and that's something I'm learning to to adapt to, but also it just gives me this fire and this passion. Like, you know, I can go another level. 
I can take it up a notch. So I love to hear that we both kind of get that and and you know where I'm coming from. Yes, definitely. I totally understand. And I have to say it's, you know, it's so interesting that when we go through these healing journeys, it is like you said, it's just there's just so many layers, but every opportunity that something comes up is a chance for us to move into that next level, into that next frequency, into that next mm-hmm. vibration. And and I think that's the beauty of it, if we can see it that way. Because sometimes what I've noticed is people get stuck, right? Because here's the mm-hmm. thing, it is not easy work at all, okay? Not even close. Not <laughs> easy not at all. Party. <laughs> and it takes- Not a party yet. Yes, and you, it's like, it really takes- like, you know, courage to look and to feel some of these things and kind of like look them in the face and Mm -hmm. realize because, you know, so much of the journey is also about like releasing that blame, right? Because we Mm -hmm. all what we've learned is you just blame the other person. It's just easier that way. It was their fault. Like, that's why this happened. And then the moment you get to that place where you're like, okay, well, but what was my part in this? What can I I look at and say, huh, I guess I Mm -hmm. got some work to do. Forget the other person. What do I need to do? That's real. And you know what's so interesting about your your perspective is I have moments where I kind of teeter and totter. Is that the term? I don't know. You know, you that go between you're kind of in limbo. Um, Some days I'm like still sad and still resentful. And that's just human, you know, but I find myself able to kind of reel myself back in to say, okay, but in the big, big picture, in the grand scheme of things, where do you fall on the scale of like, all right, I'm going to move forward because I need to, I'm not going to hold anyone hostage in my unforgiveness, you know? So there's times where I have to still um, consciously release people from the bonds of my unforgiveness is what I say to myself for some reason. I kind of, I look at that and I say, well, I'm releasing someone from the bonds of my unforgiveness means they get to be free to also grow and to heal. And I really sincerely want that for people, even the people that have hurt me. Um, but then I have days where I'm like, why did you do that again? (laughs) So, you know, I think we all kind of just, we, we have our human moments and that's real, you know? Yes, 100%. I couldn't agree more. So I am going to backtrack just a moment because mm-hmm. what you were sharing in your story um, was part of your environment with your family about not expressing how you felt? Was it not okay to do that? Or was it just that you were already like, I already feel different. Like, I just don't want to create more ripples. Like share with us a little bit what that experience was. Oh, there's so many layers. That's that's a, a an amazing question, the way you posed it. I think for me, it's trifold. Um, the environment growing up, you know, you watch your parents struggle and somewhere in your consciousness, even as a child, you you see them as like these vulnerable human beings because you know that it's not it's not normal. Right. A lot of us normalize dysfunction because we're kind of brought up in it. 
Um, so I think a lot of time is spent as a child trying to figure out what's normal and what is not. So you can imagine how that confusion and that type of trauma shapes your your outlook on connection. Um, if I can go like a layer deeper on this point, right? My dad, um, they, my mom and dad got divorced and my dad ended up remarrying. And it took some getting used to, you know, I was, I don't know, like five or six. I really didn't have any concept of like what happened, but I knew that there was this new person. I knew that she didn't really exactly look like me or my mom or my sister. Um, And I think subconsciously I began to create little messages in my own subconscious mind about myself. I'm not pretty. My eyes aren't green. My skin isn't light. You know, my hair isn't straight. Um, I'm not beautiful. I'm, there's something about me that just isn't enough because if if it was, he would have been here with me and my mom. So even as a little girl, I kind of took that as this factual statement in my subconscious mind. And, and it wasn't until I became an adult that I even knew or understood that I created that type of um, subconscious programming. Um, so a lot of time was spent kind of comparing myself to other women in his life. And it was weird because that's my dad, but there was always this feeling of abandonment. Like you left me and you chose um, someone else who was obviously better because again, if not, you would have been here. And so a lot of women, a lot of men, a lot of us as children kind of see dynamics like that play out and we don't always address it. I think a lot of us never do because we, we're not um, programmed or taught or conditioned in our society to even look within. A lot of it is predicated on what's outside of you, religion and politics and labels and this and that. But so much of that time is spent getting to know systems and religions and gods and things. But when do you come into relationship with yourself? So I think, um, you know, I had to learn how to come into relationship with myself so that I could hear my inner child. I, I didn't even know she was still very much alive. I had no idea until I did some deep, deep, deep um, inner child healing and what I call mirror work. We can kind of talk about that a bit later too. But, you know, part of it was just, you know, understanding what the entry wound was. And it was when my father, you know, made certain choices. And listen, my mom is a, she's a fallible human being too. So I'm sure that she's also made choices and here we are. Um, but, um, you know, that kind of was it in terms of environment. And I say it's trifle because I think culturally as indigenous people or Aboriginal people of America, um, or quote unquote, what most people call us African-American or black, which are misnomers that I, I don't subscribe to. We could talk about that too, but um, culturally, you know, I think the assumption is that this kind of broken home dynamic is common and it may or may not be, but what is common is, you know, as children, we don't always have the tools to deal with that. And so it shapes how we respond, how we love how we see ourselves. And, you know, you get someone like me who just grew up feeling just not good enough. I never felt like I was beautiful. Um, So it it was a journey and it's, I'm still 
on that path, believe it or not, I'm still working through, through different things, even in my relationship, with, which is so beautiful and healthy. But it takes getting used to because I'm not used to that. So, you know, it, it the environment absolutely is where that entry point or that entry wound is created, in my opinion. Oh, thank you for sharing so beautifully. Yeah. And I think you touched on so many things. And, you know, one of the most important things for me is, you know, everyone is impacted when parents separate or divorce happens. But I think the part that's super challenging is at least the adults have some tools versus a kid. I mean, there's no tools. And so the immediate thing that happens is the kid taking the blame for the divorce. Like it happened because of me. It happened because of me. And I was not enough. And I'm not that. It's like, I just can't Mm -hmm. even imagine like what it does to a child. So the trauma from that alone. So I know that there's so many people that are going to be listening to this that are going to relate to this. Oh, scenario, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Be like, oh, my God, that's totally me. And, mm-hmm. you know, at some point, it becomes one of those two venues, like you said, either people don't even realize they just sort of looked at it like, well, so many other people go through this too, like, just suck it up and just move on. Or you get to a place where you're just like, it just keeps wearing on you. And at some point you're like, I just can't even function properly. Like I need to go in and do some of this work for myself so that I can be a better version, a more healed version of myself. And, you know, that's the journey that you chose to take and to say, man, this is hard, but I have to do this for myself. And then, like you said, it's like, you know, you do some work yet you stepped into these situations where you were kind of sort of replicating uh, this kind of broken relationship you had with your dad because you didn't know anything else. So that's what we do. We repeat patterns until we see them and say, oh, hold on now. Wait a minute. That's not working. So I would love for you to share. I know we're kind of jumping around, but it's like, I like to just go with the flow and be like, hey, that's what's coming up. So yeah, that's kind of yeah. where I'm going now. Yeah, I I I mean, listen, I can I can go layers deeper, you know. Um it's a lot. There's a lot of of moving parts to this thing when you think about the healing journey because it's just so different for everyone. Um but for me, like I realized and I I said earlier that it was a trifold kind of like Yes. Dynamic where, you know, environmental, yeah, culturally, you know, there are some things that I think as a people we've been conditioned to just accept. For example, um, and this is probably that third layer, I think my father and my mother's family dynamic also played a part. We don't always realize the layers of trauma within our bloodline. Um, some of that we just act out because it is literally in ourselves. And this is why you find whole families kind of have similar dynamics. Like, you know, on my mom's side, um, a lot of single women, you know, or women coming from divorces or just really um, hurtful situations. And I think to a point, you know, the women in my family are seen as strong and we are. But for centuries you know, the quote unquote black woman or indigenous woman in America has been conditioned to 
um, become hard. She's more in her masculine because she's had to compensate for what isn't there. Um, and that is not to say any one sex is to blame. I don't think that at all. In fact, um, the platform that we have now, my partner, Christopher, and I, um, we have a podcast as well called Uncomfortable Conversations. And as you know, because you've been a part of this thing, um, we purposely kind of talk about this chasm between men and women in our community and some of the divisive rhetoric that people are sharing online and you know the whole red pill community. I won't name names because I want to be respectful, but I don't always resonate with that. Just because I've been hurt doesn't mean I'm angry or bitter. Um, so we want to show people what a healthy relationship and a healthy love connection actually looks like. And, you know, we talk about our journey to healing separately and how we found each other. And, you know, very well kind of um, our story. But, yeah, I think um, it is a journey of of conscious effort to really know thyself, know yourself that way. And I always say this, if you know who you are, no one else can come and tell you who you are. You'll, you won't be confused. Um, so I think getting moving through that trauma um, from a cultural perspective is a whole other layer. But then with my father's family growing up in Mississippi, you know, I mean, it was, it was not easy. Um, racial tension, I mean, you name it, they've been through it. And I think that definitely kind of affects the emotional body. Um, beautiful people. My family have has such a strong, rich history that we actually keep records of. So there's a lot. Like, we know who people are. Um, we know where we come from. And that is kind of rare in the Indigenous community or, quote, unquote, Black community, um, that we keep such a record in history. And now you see this migration of of a lot of us starting to wake up to the fact that we're indigenous. We are not of African descent. The whole slavery thing is questionable. Like that's all the topic. But my point saying that is that cultural identity is important to your healing journey. Because now if I know who I am spiritually and culturally, oh, that creates such a powerful um, dynamic where you get to lean on the wisdom of your ancestors and what they did and what worked. And so now we don't have this broken home dynamic. We're not repeating generational curses. Um, So I've had to come in and and break those chains. And that's one of the ways that I did it was to really be in tune with who I was as a person, apart from this God that we're conditioned to get to know and be in relationship with. And that's beautiful if that's, your thing or whomever, but I always challenge people on this is, well, what about you? Like, do you know who you are? Um, so that's kind of my opinion, my long-winded opinion on um, the ways in which we can kind of like, you know, overcome. And is it is it a matter of identifying your wounds or is it just sitting down and talking um, with your family and figuring out, all right, how do we get here? Like, what's how can we break some of these chains? But as you know, that takes guts. That that takes a lot of nerve. You know, it's scary, but it it is necessary. And I actually, if I could, I'll I'll land my plane after this. But um, I had a situation. I want to say like two weeks ago, maybe two or three weeks ago. Um, I shared something on Facebook. I'm not as active on Facebook as I am on Instagram. And it was a general 
kind of post about narcissistic abuse. And I know a lot of people are no stranger to that. I think it's just, you know, something people talk about a lot, especially with all the information, the internet. We know a lot more than we did 20 years ago. And so I was posting about it and I'm thinking about how I felt as a little girl being called ugly and fat and, um, you know, being made fun of by my father. Um, And in his mind, it wasn't really that big of a thing, but little did he know I would grow up to really hate how I looked. And I mean, like, I would not take photos unless they were, I wouldn't even be on this video. (laughs) Let's start there. Cause you know, the whole just um, not being comfortable in my skin was a big, big deal. And this is where a lot of guys took advantage of that. And, you know, sometimes abusive people can sniff out when you're uh, naive or broken, you know, and unfortunately you have people that play on that. So I had to learn how to build my boundaries, how to really know me. Um, And that way I was able to kind of say, hey, all right, I'm not going to accept that. Um, This is what love looks like because I've given it to myself now, you know, Um, but hopefully that all of that makes sense. (laughs) Oh, it was great. And, you know, just so everyone knows, I mean, you can have conversations with Phoenix that'll go deep. There's like, I mean, we could be talking for hours. (laughs) We could, we have, and yes. I love it. I love it. It's amazing. That's why it's like, I just always enjoy our conversations, even if it's just on the lives or whatever we're doing, because it's just, you know, it's sort of this, there's so much depth and so many layers. And I know it's impossible for us to do like one podcast episode to like get to all of the juicy stuff. But I I think the point of this is really just to, you know, whatever we can showcase and highlight about each person that's coming on, um, because so much of each of our healing journeys and experiences is going to resonate with so many people. And if there's like one little spark that, you know, touches someone that says, wow, that sounds like my story, like maybe what I need to do for myself right now is just maybe some self-love work, you know, maybe I just need to look at, maybe I need to forgive someone, maybe I need to forgive myself, you know, it's like, it's just something small, like no one's telling you to do some big to do. I mean, these are all things that take a lot of time. Like, I can say like, you know, Phoenix, myself, like it's taken years for us to sit where we're sitting, still working on ourselves, still working on ourselves, right? (laughs) But, you know, one of the things I I wanted to touch on this, especially since you had specifically brought up, you know, these sort of broken, uh, like romantic relationships that you were in and what you were drawing towards you because of your own energy and frequency, because when you don't have the boundaries, when you don't have enough self-love, you are going to attract a certain kind of person. And you know, it speaks volumes, the amount of work that you've done, because now the partner that you're with, it's like, whoa, I mean, for you, <laughs> yeah. for you both to, to draw each other, you know, um, into that frequency, you both have had to do a lot of work. And, you know, that's going to be a separate show where we get the both of you on because, you know, that'll be amazing too, to kind of hear from both of you, not just as a couple, but sort of like your individual journeys and your journeys together. And I absolutely love that, you know, you're doing this podcast where it's about, you know, I'm pretty sure it's called Uncomfortable Conversations. And 
I just love that because, you know, everything that you're saying, it's about all of us here right now on the planet are here to do such important work. But a part Mm. of that is we have to be responsible for our own healing journeys because as we do that, that's when you can share the wisdom. Like I'm getting goosebumps. It's like, you know, you've done all this work. He's done all this work. So Mm -hmm. now what you're sharing is purely from like experience. And for me, This is what makes a difference when people can hear themselves and other people's stories. That's the impact. I'm not Mm -hmm. talking about marketing and sales and whatever. You know, that's great. That has its place. But this, when people share from their heart, their authentic truth, this is what happened. That's when I think we really get to people's core where they Mm -hmm. suddenly are like, okay, that just hit me in a whole other note that I wasn't expecting. I'm telling you, like, yeah, that's kind of where I was going when I was talking about the Facebook post. I kind of went on a tangent, but it was one of those moments where I just saw, I I had a thought, I saw a video of a little girl, her dad was giving her flowers, um, really tiny. I think they might've been like a year old. They, you know, fascinated by flowers and he just hugged him and was just kissing on him. I love you, daddy loves you. And I saw honest, honestly, the honest story behind this Facebook post is I saw that and I cried. I was in my bathroom getting dressed for work. Um, and I just just started to release. A lot of things came up to the surface that I didn't know were still underneath the water. And um Christopher was here and I remember him just letting me cry, like, get it out, release it. Um and it was, a, you know, one of those good cries where like you just the tears, you think you're done and they keep coming. It was one of those moments. And I just thought about what well, my dad never um, did that. Like I never got I'll be honest. And this is not me throwing anyone under the bus, but this is how deep some of these wounds are with people. And it's not just me. But, you know, I don't think I got a real hug or a tight embrace until I was like 23. Um getting married and, you know, um, I just didn't get that affection or emotion from him. I know that my dad loves me, but he did, he wasn't able or capable of showing up in ways for me that I needed at that time in my life. So this is where, when you get into relationship with other people, of course, um, any little thing they throw at you, it could be the bare minimum. You just latch on to that because you've been starved of affection and you literally don't know what's authentic and what's not. Um, And a lot of people think that that's kind of, you know, silly or you're naive. You just know sometimes you're really programmed to not understand what healthy love is. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I posted that thing and it didn't even name him or anything like that. But I guess people could infer from that that I was talking about my relationship with my dad. Never cursed him or disrespect him or anything. But I have a lot of family on Facebook. Um, and someone decided to take that post and share it with him. And he's not even on social media. And that kind of spiraled into a really um, unfortunate you know, situation where we're not speaking right now. Um, his choice. I love my father, but I also realized that, hey, you know, if you're not going to 
take the initiative or, or time to understand where that came from. And I would have never shared it because I would, if I'm going to share that type of thing, I would have wanted to kind of, you know, approach it more carefully, but it's out there. And this is the thing about authenticity and when you're healing and when you are the kind of person that I am, I, I don't take any, I don't feel any, um, separation from myself when I'm sharing stuff with people. Like right now, this is just me, you know, and it's a part of my personal journey. And I just encourage anyone watching that, you know, you don't have to do what I did. You don't have to post anything. You don't have to talk about your, your trauma um, out in the open, but you do need to find an outlet where you can release and allow those things to come up to the surface. Because one thing is true when you bury it, we implode and we never really address the core wounds. And so we repeat behaviors. Um, right. And I just got tired of repeating scenarios that kind of mirrored what I saw. And I decided that I was going to let go and I was going to stop dating. I was going to, after my divorce, I was divorced. I was married for almost 10 years and I needed to heal. I needed to discover what what exactly do you want to do? What do you want? What do you like? What does love look like for you? And even that is still a journey, um, even being in relationship now with the healed, divine, masculine. I mean, this guy, I get teary-eyed thinking about it. I better not cry. <laughs> but I mean, he just, it, you know what I mean, because you know this guy, you, you watch his content. But for those that don't know, he's he's got his own story, um, really grew up, um, just had a hard time. And I think finding, running into someone that understood that type of deep trauma, it became more than a trauma bond. It wasn't a trauma bond because we had both done the work. So by the time we met, it was like, wow, I get to see someone who's actually coursed through the same type of journey as I did. And when we come together, we're, we could talk for hours. Like we're always building on each other. And I get to watch him grow. And he, um, he just loves me. He's kind to me. He's nice to me. <laughs> you know, he's not taking shots at me and my appearance or you know, saying little backhanded things to prop up his ego to make him feel like more of a man. He came as a whole man and I came as a whole woman. And um, we just want to share that, you know, we don't, when we post, I know if you, if you watch from Instagram, I know people may be tired of it and like, oh my God, get a room. But understand sometimes people just haven't under, they haven't known that type of dynamic. They've never had it, that type of experience. And when they do find it, it's not about gloating or boasting, but sometimes we want to share that vibration because it is so powerful. I mean, there's nothing like two divine people, two divine masculine, feminine, you know, coming together in that balance of energy. It's not about the sex, right? Male or female. It's not about that. It is that resonant energy that we all have. Um, and when two healed people come together, they can change the world. And that's our mission is to change the world, you know, one conversation at a time. And hopefully people catch on and they walk away from the toxic conversations that we find. You know, they start asking questions about, all right, well, who am I? Um, and that's our goal. I'm wearing, by the way, part of our brand. Uh, I'll scoot back. 
but the urban Indian um, is something we co-founded. Christopher, that's his baby. Um, we we met and we kind of merged our vision with just helping our people identify culturally and healing, you know, collectively. And we're just so excited about so many things that we're doing. Um, but that that's a big reason why I think it's important to discover who you are so that you run into the right person. I I think that is, it is life-changing for a lot of people, even people that watch our content, you know? I love that so much. Thank you for sharing, because I think the other thing too, and you know, there's so many layers again to this conversation, but I think you know, especially all around us, all you hear a lot of times is all these broken, you know, things that are not working and just so in so many ways, it's just not a good situation for so many people. So for me, it's so refreshing to see, you know, you and Chris and like the work that you both are doing and putting out there because that's what's needed. We've also got to show that side that is neither one of you is claiming to be healed. All you're saying is we did our healing work. We continue to do our healing work. But between us, we've done enough of it where we can impart and share from our experiences to offer something to others who might be, again, right in the beginning, somewhere in the middle. Any point that you catch people is a good point because- It's, you know, it's, it's definitely something that makes people stop and think. And both of you are like, you know, also very deep. You're both extremely articulate about like how to put words to Mm -hmm. things like this, because, you know, trauma and all of these things that each of us experience, sometimes languaging is hard, right? Because it's so much about a feeling or like something you feel inside. And to be able to speak it, the only time you can do that is if you've actually been in those shoes, because you can articulate it and say, I understand what you've been through. Like, trust me, I've been in those shoes. Mm -hmm. and I've done the work. And you know, I'm ready to share because I want all of you to be able to experience this too. So, and I think uh, that's the beauty of it. Sharing from a place of, like you said, it's not about gloating. It's not about boasting. Yes. Some of it should be about celebrating, you know, mm-hmm. it should be about celebrating, but it's also saying this is available to everyone that wants it. There is some work. It's oh, not yeah. like magic. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you're a product of that. This is why this this moment, this conversation we're having is, I mean, when you really kind of dissect it, that is incredible that we met. I was doing a reading on Jennifer Rupian's um, Facebook Live, and it, I think she had anticipated like 200 people watching or something. I was like, whoa, all right, let's do it. I'm going to read these Oracle cards. I'm just going to be me. And I think you saw that and we connected. And I mean, you know, done readings for you over the years. I can't believe I get to say years. And here we are on your platform. You know, it, it is, it's indicative of, of everything we're saying, right? It's, there is this journey and there really isn't an end, but we get to do these cool things on our way, you know, and we get to just share that. And that is very beautiful. And I think um, 
I want to see more of that. I don't know about you, girl, but I want to see more of that when I log on to Instagram. I don't, you know, I try not to share things that are divisive or, you know, just kind of feed the monster. I think we do need to continue to cultivate the atmosphere of love and healing. It's just, we just got to do that. You know, we've got to raise the vibration. I personally think that's the way that it happens is everyone takes responsibility for themselves and holds themselves accountable. And then we all kind of just, you know, rise. Yes. Let's elevate together, people. Yes. Let's do it. (laughs) So it's so interesting where we've come to our conversation, because one of the things we have not talked about in all of our detailing is all this beautiful, intuitive gifts that you have. And I was going to ask you, when, when did you know that you had some sort of connection or gift or, you know, was this when you were a kid, when you were older? <laughs> I'm sure everyone would love to hear when this all kind of came about. Oh, that's the that's the juicy, fun stuff. I love talking about esoterics and, and just, you know, the science of the body and the mind. I love that. I think it's just so interesting because we're all so different. Um I want to say, okay, this is probably twofold and let me try to stay on track. (laughs) Um, Growing up, little girl, I did have a lot of supernatural experiences. I mean, you name it, I've probably experienced it. Um, I would often astral travel as a kid. I would, I, yeah, I did a lot of that. And I used to, it happened so frequently. And at this point, I'll just throw this in there. I wasn't religious at all. I wasn't really raised in the church. I had my belief, which is kind of passed down culturally, like culturally, like most people. Um, But, you know, all of that to say there was no really real connection to like Christianity during that period. I was still very much just me growing up. And I would astral project at the same time every night I would wake up at 3 17 a.m every morning which means that I was doing the same thing every night but I was the, my first astral projection experience I actually went to India I could smell I could taste the food I could understand the language and even talking about it I, I know how it feels to have been there like I was actually it felt like as, as though I were actually physically there I don't know if I was remote viewing when I did this, but I just remember coming back into my body and hearing like this popping sound. And I'm like, what was that? <laughs> and I'm still a kid. So it's kind of like, okay, I don't know what's up with me, but I'm just going to not talk about it. So I didn't talk about it um, until I got older. And it was like, okay, when we were growing up, I don't know if you know this mom, but this happened to me. And she's like, what? Why didn't you tell me? Um, So just a lot of just things that were inexplicable. I couldn't really pinpoint because there was no religion to attach it to. Um, But when I got into Christianity um, as a teenager, actually, I'm grateful for that period because it really kept me out of trouble. Um, But I needed that experience, too, even though I've left Christianity. I don't really subscribe to any religion. Um, But I do believe in the great divine spirit. I do believe that. I do believe um, there is such a being or presence or just, you know, um, all around us and in us. But 
that's how I knew. Um, and my mom would have some of the similar experiences with, with dreams. I would dream and it would come true like weeks, days, months later, sometimes years. But there was a lot of like foretelling or prophetic, some would say, um, with my the women in my family. Knowing now who I am culturally, I'm like, oh, well, I was always a an empath. I was always a, a heyoka, as we say. Um, in some of our indigenous languages or circles, um, but basically a spiritual person like a shaman or that person that um, carries that gift to see. And so over the years, I've just proudly separated myself from the confines of the religious institutions. And I embraced my own spirituality, meaning I went back to what was happening as a kid and I tried to break it down and understand it. Um, and it was a shameful period because, you know, sometimes religious people can be tough, but I had to not care. I had to just kind of get over that hump and I became more bold and I started sharing on Instagram. Um, long story shorter, <laughs> I got into a situationship with someone who I really cared deeply for. Um, and this thing became just kind of weird. It was like, I was seeing their name. I was hearing numbers. I mean, seeing numbers, hearing their name. It was just a very odd phenomenon. And I couldn't explain it, but I just knew it was happening to me. And a lot of people go through this. You'll you'll notice on YouTube, for example, a lot of twin flame talks, soulmate, twin flame. And um, I think there is some validity to that phenomenon because I experienced it. But to what end? And and a lot of times people will do readings with tarot cards and not really give you that part. They don't really talk about reality in that sense. Well, you may believe that this person is for you, but to what end? What does that really mean? And so I did my research. Um, it didn't work out because it wasn't supposed to. But from that one relationship or situation, that is where the floodgates opened for me because I was so deeply hurt that I had to find something else to make sense of that. Um, and I began to study, you know, different books um, I used to kind of understand esoterically what happened. Why was I astral traveling with this person? And, you know, um, so that's how I got into Oracle card reading. I really wanted to know for myself what the messages were from my ancestors, my guides, and and the divine um, great spirit. As a former Christian, that was frowned upon. I mean, I'm sure there's people today that are like, oh, she's crazy. Um, but through the gift, intuitive gift of Oracle reading, I don't necessarily need cards, um, but I it has strengthened my intuition. And that intuition is like a muscle. The more you work it, the more clear it becomes. And so for some reason it works, as you know, you know, I'll do a reading and it's just like spot on and I just haven't stopped since. So that's how we got here. <laughs> Hopefully that that um, answers your question. Yes, that's amazing. And, you know, just so everyone knows, I mean, I've had the honor and privilege of like popping into Sam's lives. Again, I'm calling her Sam because I'm so used to it. But um, it's, just, it's just amazing because, you know, like the funniest thing to me sometimes is we'll do a reading and she'll be saying something and then she pulls a card. She's like, 
you know, I just can't. I cannot. Because <laughs> she'll get like a confirmation before she even pulled the card. It's so interesting. I'm telling and you. So yeah. That, that to me always points to like just, it's almost like there is that such a strong gift and such a strong connection, right? That the messages are pouring in. And then it's just like, oh, well, we'll just give you another confirmation that what you were saying is accurate. So it's incredible. It is. And it's like, and you go deep and that's the thing, you know, it's like you go deep in readings. Like when someone says, oh yeah, I'll give you a reading. It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times it's just kind of donation based. She's not even saying you need to pay X, Y, Z and you're in there and you're getting like, like a deep reading and you're like, whoa. So it's <laughs> it's amazing. So I hope that everyone that's listening, um, obviously all of her information will be in the bio section everywhere that this gets posted. So you will get a chance to be able to experience some of that yourself. And of course, you know, I know that she also uh, takes bookings for readings and things. So you'll be able to find that in her information. Um, So I know that there's so many things we want to talk about. I wanted to make sure that we touched on this because it's important, but I also want to come to jump to a little bit more of what you're currently up to. And I know that you were kind of showing me this really cool book as we were talking about on. So I wanted to make sure that there if there's anything you want to share about like what you're working on now what you're mm-hmm. doing what you're excited about please talk to us and share we want to hear all about it well uh thank you first of all because this is such you know a privilege to be able to share um some of the work that we christopher and i traveling bear and i have been doing um he's also indigenous by the way so you'll hear me say, say traveling bear that is his indigenous um name he's palatin um fully well versed in culture language and so a lot of the content that we share um kind of centers around that i was actually into that before we met believe it or not and so that's what made it so like wild i was like whoa like this guy really knows who he is so um we just have a lot of fun talking about culture and just rediscovering who we are as indigenous american indians and Part of that vision is Be Urban Indian. Um, we do have a website, which is linked to my Instagram and his too, but it's theurbanindian.org. And you may hear that word and think, well, what kind of Indian? We've gotten that question um, a lot, but it really just is about merging um, the the old with the new, making sure that the past and the present kind of coalesce and come together to explain what happened to us um, throughout time and where we are today. And so he's authored a book, The Journey of the Urban Indian, which I'm actually helping him to edit because I've written my own book, um, Phoenix Rising, a, uh, a Poet's Tale. And I released this book, I want to say, I think four years ago. I actually really, really want to do it over. It's not as expansive, expansive as I would have liked for it to be. But it was good for that time, right? That's where I was in my my healing journey. And a lot of the stuff in here kind of just talks about um, what that felt like, the emotion, just dealing with those wounds and identifying them and bringing them up to the surface to heal. Um, so I do want to add to that because I'm in a new place now, you know, and I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life, to be honest with you. Um And I don't credit Christopher for that happiness, but he's only built upon what the great spirit has allowed me to cultivate in myself. So 
we write about it. Um, we're both going to release our books. He's going to release um, pretty soon. Um, and in the meantime, this shirt that I'm wearing, I actually designed this. Um, mm. I don't. It's probably backwards on the video, but the Urban Indian uh, is a whole movement. You know, we want to educate our people. We want to have honest conversations about healing um, from a cultural perspective. So that's where this kind of comes into play. There's a lot of different projects in the works, um, but you'll see this brand more places. We're being more active about um, what we're doing together. And then we're just we're just talking with people, you know, like sometimes you just people want to have a good conversation and they want to get things out. And we may not always have the answer, but sometimes people just want to want you to listen and we enjoy that. And so you'll see us a lot of the times just kind of talking to people on Instagram and shooting the breeze on live. And then I may pop in with a card or two. So we just try to keep it organic and we want to see where this thing goes. But um, I know you'll have a chance to talk to him as well. One to one. He mentioned it um, and you can learn more about, you know, what his vision and goals are. But Together, I mean, that's kind of where we, we are. We want to build this thing up so that our children have something to carry throughout time and teach their children about who we really are. So that's that's like so super important to me right now. Wow, I absolutely love that. I mean, look at you. You both have your books and publishing <laughs> together. Oh my gosh, I so love this. And listen, y'all, I knew Phoenix before Chris had even come into the picture and she was already up to like a lot of cool stuff. So I love that it's it's almost like how I look at it. It's you ignite each other's missions and passion. And it's like this mm -hmm. co-creation that just like brings things together, but you also have your individual things that you're working on and this beautiful synergy of what you're doing. And obviously yeah. like what you're trying to bring in, I mean, it's just so powerful and so beautiful. And I'm just so excited oh, for this information you. to get out to more people. Obviously you have a lot of people that already like connect with you, but for me, what's nice is, you know, to bring in, you know, as many sort of people who are coming in from like different spaces and healing journeys and what they're up to, because it's all about sharing that with others, you know, and yeah. you never know who's going to listen or who's going to be like, wow, that's totally like something that I want to know more about. So mm -hmm. I'm just like, let's all, like I said before, like, let's all elevate together and support each other and, you know, just give each other that support and love and yes. about like doing things together. I think that timing of each person for their own and like, you know, crawling up to the top and, you know, mm -hmm. all of these things. Yes, I understand they do exist, but it's like, there's so many possibilities of what we want to create and we have to be the change that we mm -hmm. want to see. And that's what we're doing. Like what you're doing, what Christopher is doing, what, you know, this that's podcast it. is doing, your work is doing. I mean, that's what we're doing. So it just yeah. makes me so excited because it gives me hope for, we're not waiting for someone outside. Like we are taking in the brains mm. and saying we are going to do this we're going to do this together and we're finding other people that are also in that frequency and yes. you know ready to just like bust out and make those changes <laughs> that's it that's it and I the energy is so tangible I mean you can feel it happening like I was just telling a friend the other day you got to get on this train you know because uh, if your vibration isn't right, you know, you find yourself in these places and these cycles and 
we're more than capable of breaking through, but it's going to take a level of, like you said, authenticity and just be real about it, you know, but, but do it, you know, and you may not get it right the first time, but you, you got to keep going. You got to keep moving as the great late um, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, if you can't crawl, you know, if you can't walk, crawl, he said, he said, but no matter what, keep going. I always, I love that message because I think um, the momentum is what's important, right? That you just don't get stuck in that emotion. You can feel something all day, but if you decide to stay there, that's when it becomes hard. But we want people to feel those emotions and we want them to be real about what hurts and let it come up, but don't get stuck there. And this is kind of what this book is about. And I and I promise I'm going to bring a bigger, kind of more expansive um, work. but that really is where I found my way out of a lot of holes that I was in emotionally was I just kept moving no matter how difficult, how scary I just kept going and I never gave up. I never stopped believing in love. I never stopped believing that, you know, I could heal. I could be happy. I always desired that and I attracted it, but I had to give it to me first. You know, I had to really learn what that was. So. 100%. 100%. I love that so much. And, you know, I think that is the beauty of like everything that each one of us is doing. And of course, it's always a choice. You always get to choose. And, um, you know, to me, there is also there is no right or wrong. It's just we choose experiences, whatever that mm-hmm. is for you. And so it's also saying that the beauty of some of us stepping into kind of more of the leadership roles, right, to say, hey, mm-hmm. I'm going to be brave and courageous. I'm going to put something out there. It's not going to be perfect. I'm still on my journey, but being willing to do that because knowing that if we wait for perfection, honey, it's going to be like, you know, five years from now and ain't nobody got time for that. Right. Don't do it. Don't do it. You'll be left behind. I'm telling you. Right. And like, there's a lot of bitter people, you know, that are just carrying around this anger and resentment. I know what that feels like. But at some point, you got to put those bags down. You got to go. You got to just go, you know, don't let it weigh you down. Yes. And this is why uh, we're offering all these different tools and resources to say, you have so many more things today than we had even like a decade ago, even though my journey didn't really start until a few years ago either. There's so much more that's available to each of us now. I mean, think about it. Like it's, you know, like I'm thinking back to like when you were growing up, Phoenix, like you had little to no resources. I mean, you had to kind of figure things out. Like, you know, I've done the same. And for a lot of people, I mean, the privilege of having so much information available. Now, again, the thing also is, you know, and we haven't talked too much about this, but it's also about like using your discernment, like making sure that you really tune into yourself because we're so used to getting all this information from outside and it's good information, but you have to find the information that's right for you. Don't just like follow everything, right? It's like, okay, what feels like it resonates with you? What feels like, okay, this is a match for me or energy of the person or the vibe of someone like pay attention to all of these things. And 
you know, the most important relationship you're ever going to have is the one that you have with yourself. So it's like, that's kind of where you have to start first, but there are tools and resources to help you to be able to do that work. If you're like, I don't know how to start. I don't know how to do. Great. Start looking and also trust that you are not alone. And regardless of whether you are a, you know, you believe in God or this or that. I mean, the point is, we all know that there is a something bigger than us. There's an energy that's so much bigger than us Mm -hmm. and know that you can trust that they're always by your side and they're Mm -hmm. wanting to help you in every way that they can. So be open to receiving that support, like ask and say, I'm looking to heal myself. Please Mm -hmm. help me. Just the first step. And I promise you some guidance will come in if you're open to it you will be led to something. I know that's what happened Mm -hmm. for me. I didn't have all the verbiage, but I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, what am I supposed to do? And boom, something came into my field. I'm like, oh, okay, let me look at this. And then that thing led to the next thing, to the next thing. So, you know, I think that's a really important piece of it too. And we've done it and we've experienced it, but I think it's also for a lot of people who might be kind of more in the beginning parts of their journey. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, don't be intimidated. Like, don't be Mm -hmm. scared. Like, yes, it is challenging, but also look at it. Like, look where Phoenix and I are sitting today. We have spent time and energy and dedication to healing ourselves and wanting to experience the best versions of ourselves. That requires the investment, but mm-hmm. know that there's many things out there that can support you on your journey. Oh yeah. You said it all. You said it all. And I think the key too is, you know, being consistent with whatever it is you find that works for you. Even if it is prayer, that's your thing, you know, like I think just being consistent and being, um, you know, intentional about it is really the big key, you know, because again, like, you know, meditation, prayer, is it nature walks? What is it? But if it works, do it, right? And if it changes, I think that's okay too. We kind of evolved and we find different ways to to make this thing work. But um, the point is to just try, you know, don't get stuck, but you got to give it a shot. You got to address those wounds. You know, we can't just bandage them up, but not clean it up, you know? So I think that's been key for me is actually getting in there and really doing some of that work. Yeah, I love that. And I think one of the things that I want to make sure to say is, you know, it's always hard when you're going through it because you can't see the silver lining at that moment. You're just in the thick Mm -hmm. of it and you're experiencing. And if there's a way for you to just have that thought in your mind that your pain truly is the biggest gift. I know you won't be able to see it in that moment, but it is your gift. And when you get to the other side of doing your healing work, that's when you can really share some of these like gems with everybody else, because it's your personal experience, your transformation, your alchemy that you can Mm. share with others. So, you know, just, I know it's hard in the moment, but just remember for two people who have been navigating that that's something that we both are experiencing because we went through and we did all this work, look at where we're sitting today and where we're Mm -hmm. looking to grow and expand into is, you know, so much is possible. It's beautiful too. It's it's so much fun. 
it's fun. Isn't it fun, V? Like, you get to <laughs> walk in your purpose, man. And then you get yes. to see people benefit from that. That's just, that's such a beautiful offering. I, I love being in this space with people like you. Chris and I talk about that a lot. Like, if everyone just kind of found themselves and knew, man, we would move so many mountains as, you know, as a collective. But we'll get there. I'm I'm optimistic. Yes. Yes, we will definitely get there. And I think the fact that people like you, me and Christopher, like, you know, we are doing the work to really share, to share it with as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. That's it. As long as it's coming from that really beautiful heart centered intention of wanting to share with others because you truly want them to experience this joy and like all the possibilities that are there. Mm -hmm. um, that's really it. That's it. It's so simple, isn't it? <laughs> There's no magic formula, you know? Oh, there is no magic formula. Oh. However, the beauty is that this is why we, you know, indulge in these conversations. For me, that's the beauty of having this podcast is being able to bring in all these different viewpoints and perspectives and journeys because we don't know who's going to listen. We don't know who's it's going to touch and impact. And for me, that's the most exciting thing. If one person is moved or has something that they resonate with, for me, I feel just so excited about that, that, you know, that's a possibility. And so I'm content with that. I'm just like, yes, awesome. Like, yeah. someone, you know, got to like, you know, receive something from this. And that always brings me so much joy. And um, so we are now moving into that place after all this beautiful conversation, which <laughs> you and I could go on and on, is uh, one of my favorite parts also, um, in the podcast is always to be a way to showcase showcase everyone's like gifts. And so I would love to request you if you want to like pull a card or two for the collective, that would be oh, amazing. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's be. I have these two decks sitting here and I'm like filling them out, you know, I always like to do that. I, tr I try to listen in clear audiently because I hear too clear audience and uh, clear cognizance it's just kind of that inner knowing um i'm drawn to this one let's see this is the sandra and taylor work with that so these aren't actual tarot cards and sorry for the loud shuffle but this is how we i should say a lot of people kind of clear the energy And I always see this, like, I don't know if this is cultural, but kind of like a form of respect that the gray spirit would, you know, speak and, and inspire your intuition to hear clearly. So that's kind of how I, I do it. But I'm going to ask for one card for the collective, for those that will watch this episode. What does spirit most want us to know? All right, baby, we're going to wish for that one, that one card. Wow. You know, we know when I say that, wow. <laughs> It's a thing, right? All right. So I am going to say wow again. I really mean this because, you know, whenever you think about like collective um, readings, it's supposed to feed, you know, everybody's watching. So and we've been talking about healing. So and this is the big reveal. So we've got the heart chakra card here. Um, wow. So, yeah. So this and then you'll notice that there's a 38, right? Isn't that 11? Yes. 
So that 11, that master number that a lot of us kind of either you see as a synchronicity, you may see 1111. Um, that is such a that number carries such a powerful vibration. Um, it speaks about the gateway, right? In Christianity, is is interesting. There's a scripture that talks about the eye of the needle, and it says that it'd be harder for a camel to pass through, or something like that. I don't want to misquote it, but the idea is that we shed parts of ourselves in order to get to where we ultimately are supposed to be. Um, from a spiritual perspective. So I feel like with the heart chakra card, this is really about an elevating in consciousness for the collective from the heart space. And we just talked about it, which is why I said, wow, because it really is going to take that healing. It's going to take that healing work for each individual person, um, you know, as a part of this collective to do that inner work, to do that heart chakra work and correct some things inside so that we can hear clearly. We, we know how to make better decisions, right? Because when you're healed, you're clear, right? When you know who you are, you're clear. Um, and sometimes there's just layers to it and it's not easy, but I feel like the great spirit is telling us all to take a stab at it, um, to give it a shot and just try to address some of those things that um, you know, we see is, is a challenge. For example, what I did as far as the inner child healing work, I would stand in the mirror and I would literally speak to the little girl in me. Sometimes I would look at an old picture of myself when I was like three or four. And that you'd be surprised at how deep you go with that. But it was all about that, what heart centered, all about that emotion that had been kind of, you know, pooling up. And then finally it all broke open for me and I could release, I could cry. Um, I could, you know, write letters to people that have hurt me to say that hurt. Um, I wouldn't always deliver the message, but at least writing it down also kind of carried a really powerful symbolism and vibration because when we write things down, they become alive. Um, so I think part of the the message also is to be intentional about your healing, right? When you think about how precious the heart is, um, not even just as an organ, right? It powers everything in the body, but in a spiritual sense, the heart space is kind of the core and the center. You're thinking about, you know, the way the chakras are aligned. Some people think that is the solar plexus. It's kind of like your life force energy, but the heart is connected to everything. Everything flows through the heart space, uh, whether you're going up or down, right? If you're going down into those lower chakras, right, where we become kind of rooted in third density, meaning our third dimensional world, what we touch, taste, and hear. But as you kind of come up, right, you start dealing with the root, the solar plexus, the heart, the throat chakra, third eye and crown, Right. Because we've still had to move through the heart space, though. No matter. It's so interesting, isn't it? No matter which way you spin it, you've got to go through the heart. And I feel like spirit is saying there's no way to avoid this kind of work. You're going to have to do it. You know, you're going to have to dig deep and figure out what makes this thing tick. Um, and it's going to be different for everybody. But I do see that. um you know, because it's represented by an angel figure, right? So as symbolism, I think that um, it is very much a collective thing where you'll start to see people kind of choose which side of the fence they're on, 
You know, are they going to stay rooted in their density and those lower kind of vibrational spaces? Or are we going to elevate from within? And guess what? Spirit is saying it has nothing to do with anyone else. I can't reach inside of these chests and work on her heart. You know, I can't do that the way I would a physical body. Uh, but we've got to take account for what's going on inside this thing. Um, and I'll leave you with this. Um, sometimes our religious systems are, I want to be respectful, but I think they can sometimes stifle our growth as human beings because there's always this external thing outside of you that you're trying to get close to or hear from or know or you know, read from a book to understand. But when it comes to you and who you are and understanding what makes you move, Sometimes I think it takes us separating ourselves from everything around us and outside of us and really go inside. And I think you're going to see a lot of that. It started with this most recent cancer moon, right? We had a full moon in cancer. Emotions were high and intense. Um, and then we had it in the middle of a Mercury retrograde. A lot of people have DM'd me and inboxed me like, okay, what is going on? I need a reading. Um but I think that's kind of that clarion call. It's almost like the universe is beckoning to everyone. Hey, you got some work to do. And it starts with you and it ends with you because it's never about anyone else, right? Nothing happens to us. It happens for us. So I think um, a lot of us will continue to cultivate the healing of the heart space. And you'll see that kind of collective consciousness rising. People will be more kind, patient. Uh, I got to work on that patience thing. Uh, but, you know, these are the gifts that come to us when we open ourselves up to that expansive healing work outside of our religious spaces. And I'm not saying that you're wrong if that happens in church. That may be for you at this time in your journey. But what I am saying is when you get home and you're not in those buildings and those temples and it's just you and the great spirit there's a conversation to be had. And sometimes that happens with the meditation. Um, sometimes it happens out in nature. For me, it happens when I'm in, in driving my car. I just like to be alone and I can hear, um, but don't be afraid to be alone because this work here has to be done um, alone for now. I think a lot of people don't understand that. My last point, um, alone is not a final destination. It's a pit stop. I dealt with loneliness. I dealt with heartache, um, being deeply, deeply wounded in my heart space. So I know what I'm talking about. And it manifested into um, a pain in my heart. I had to go to the cardiologist and figure out what's going on. Like I'm getting palpitations. I felt like it was going to stop at one point. A friend of mine, a good friend of mine, my brother, I call him brother more than a friend, Xavier Kent, brilliant artist. I mean, this guy, I think you've seen Xavier, right? Just a beautiful person. I mean, never complains, has been through a lot, but he told me something. He said, you know, your heart. He said, I have a piece of, uh, actually, do I have it here? I don't think I have it here. But yeah, I do. Let me show you. <laughs> How convenient. So he made this for me. Um, this is a healing staff. And it just has different crystals and stones in it that he's, you know, deemed appropriate for me. He's made one for my daughters too. They have little short ones. 
but this is a piece of, I think, Carnelian. And he said, I put that on there because you've got a lot of work to do in your heart space. Um, the cord, you're probably curious real quick, it plugs in. So it actually um, activates the golden rods that are running through it. And when I got it, it hadn't been plugged in because he shipped it. This thing was warm to the touch. Hadn't been plugged in in weeks. So, you know, sometimes we frown on this when we leave those religious spaces. They've taught us and they've conditioned us to kind of be afraid of stuff. And it's like, well, this is older than your your books. This is older than your scripts. You know, this is older um, and there's nothing evil about it. But, you know, anyway, point made. Um, the heart space was important for me. And so that is where I begin to zero in on it. Quick tip is I wrote a letter. Like I said, I wrote a letter um, to my father. I wrote a letter to a couple of different guys I've been dealing with. Never sent it, um, but I wrote it and I dealt with the emotion and then I burned it and I just opened the window and it was just a symbolism. There was no voodoo or anything behind it. Not that those things are bad, right? But um, that for me was a very pivotal moment because I had to really release some things from my heart space. It created that pain created in the, the trauma and pain created a cage around my heart. And so here we are, I really don't have those pains anymore. They're not manifesting in my body. And they were also inexplicable. When I went to the doctor, they were like, you don't see anything wrong. So sometimes it's not to do with, you know, a sickness. Sometimes you manifest illness in your body because you just haven't gone deep, you know? Um, so that's the message. I could go on and on, as you know, but I'm honored. I'm I'm so honored to do this work and to be doing it with my dear friend here. And um, yeah, if anyone's ever interested in a reading, I'm always happy to do it. I will um, make sure you have a way to book with me. But um, I want to thank you, Vanita, for having me on your platform. I'm just, I'm so happy for you and I'm so proud of you. And I'm, it's just so beautiful to see you elevating the way that you are and inspiring other people to do it. So, oh, thank you so much. And that was just such an amazing, deep reading. And I love how it came back kind of full circle to things that we've been talking about. It's like the perfect card that, of course, Spirit was going to bring that card forward and yeah. bringing us back to how it comes back to healing and the heart and the self. And so I just loved everything that you shared and all the tips and your personal story in, you know, intermingled and all of that. And it's just been such a delight and treat to connect with you today Aww, to learn about what everything that you're up to and to be able to be on this journey with you uh, as we're sort of like, you know, just doing the work and elevating ourselves and spreading our light and really wanting to create the world that we want to see, like we're creating it. And so that couldn't be step more exciting than that, right? I was like, yes. can't be more exciting than that. It's so, fun. It is fun. It really. We're not being phony. It actually is really fun, isn't it? It's really fun. Yes. Yes. I absolutely. enjoy it. <laughs> so, thank you again so much for joining me. Oh, and you're welcome. It's just been such a blast. And just to remind everyone that's listening, all of her information is going to be in the bio section everywhere that this gets posted. So feel free to reach out to her and. I just want to thank everyone for tuning in and I hope 
that this episode feeds and nourishes your soul in some way. And just want to thank everyone for tuning in today. And I can't wait to catch you all on the next episode. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to this episode of Elevate with V. I'm super grateful for your precious time that you take to listen to these episodes. I hope that there were some valuable insights and tools to map onto your own journey. If you think that this content would be valuable for somebody else that you know, I would greatly appreciate you sharing it. If you have been loving this podcast, I would so appreciate it if you would follow rate five stars and leave an amazing review on Apple Podcasts and please follow and rate five stars on Spotify. Higher ratings and great reviews allows this content to get out to more people. Let's support each other and elevate together. Thank you again for spending your time listening and tuning in each week. I look forward to catching you on the next episode.